Yes, yes, yes. There's everybody. Who do I see? There's Crystal Davis, part of Team One. Folks, the new Team One merchandise coming. There's Scott. You're damn right. First on the scene live stream. Well, folks, at 12.06, good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is one. It is the chosen one. There's Greg. There's David Sermartino. Folks, Team One checking in. What a weekend it was. There's, of course, Roberta Farrell and everybody else. Good afternoon, one and all. Many people like watching the noon report which is what we call it <clears throat> on the facebook page it's a way to what i like to do is i sum up during this time the top stories of what's happening right now in real time on this monday and then um and then bring them to you in real time as it's happening and it's a chance for you to watch it and then also interact with others so people like that so you just find the Facebook page, it's Sean DePietro Show, and boom, there we are. You can share that you're watching. If you type in someone's name, that should alert them. There are many people still trying to get familiar with the app. You check notifications, and then the uh, you can subscribe to the page. People say, Juan, how can I find out when there you are out there breaking all that news? Well, if you subscribe to the page, granted, I have to give you the forewarning. It's 25 cents a week. The fourth week, it's 24 cents a week. When we were establishing this, we were not that familiar with the program. Once you do that, Facebook locks you in. <laughs> so for better or worse, the bad news is it's 99 cents a month, and it just remains that. So whatever. But the good news is they've come up with a star program. Because someone could say, one, listen. The content, the original content, the way you put yourselves in harm's way is is worth far more than, you know, 25 cents a week for crying out loud, you know, compared to the, what your cable bill is for those that still have cable and the nonsense that is that is on, which is there's really nothing on as a matter of fact. So but anyhow, uh, that's where the stars come in within people. You hear people mention these send stars and that's just a way. It's like, hey, listen, I really, I, I, I not only like the content, but more importantly, I want to support the content. You want that. And I also, I'm going to touch on uh, a number of different stories that are in the news right now. And you heard, you know, for those, not everyone, whatever reason, people are busy, but listen live to the radio show. But it's all on the website, dpetro.com, no eyes, uh, under radio show. And I, I really enjoy... The segment we do every Monday, Politics This Week, Justin Katz. Justin is, you know, I have so much respect for him. He's well-read. He is up on the issues. Would you would you hear 
is a genuine conversation of two people that are paying attention, knowledgeable, and, and very much motivated and interested in the, the stories that we're talking about. But folks, right now at 12.09 on this Monday, now I know it's St. Patrick's Day. JR telling me it is St. Patrick's Day week. Yes, it is, as a matter of fact. And we do have snow in the forecast, but which and first day of spring is a week from today. But the, the drag about um, the snow, the, the bad news is that tomorrow sounds like a messy day. The good news is it's March and it doesn't last that long. But folks, this portion of our program, Falcon Pest Services. Now, over the next few months, you're going to be dealing, right? This is a heavy time. Residential businesses, you're dealing with pests, unwanted pests. And I'm not talking about telemarketers or people dropping off things in your mailbox. Residential, commercial services, Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 739 1322. Locally owned and operated, Rhode Island Southeastern Mass Pest Control Company. Protect your home, protect your business, whether it's termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests, all different types of programs. Maybe it's for your house, maybe it's for your business. Maybe it's once a week, maybe it's once a month, maybe it's once a year. But one thing I know, maybe it is a one-time treatment, or maybe it is monthly service, quarterly services, year-round protection. Falcon Pest Services. Call them today. Free quote, 401-739-1322. Yes, you can find them online at falconpestservice.com, and I will be sharing their Facebook page. Now, uh, if you speaking of online, if you visit dipetro.com, you're going to see a number of different stories that I have up. I also, you know, I'm, I don't want to get off on a tangent because I really want to talk about what happened over the course of the weekend. But there's going to be a lot more coming. We're going to have the latest on the Charlotte Lester updates, which we have. And also, you know, is obviously a very busy weekend. Um, David Sammartino will appreciate it. I was actually going to take Saturday night off because it had just been nonstop. And then... Those of you that, well, Saturday, actually, we were out with police activity on uh, Bald Hill Road in Warwick, which is, which was, what was unusual about it was, is because it was the state police. It wasn't the work police. And they ended up towing a car and they took someone away. But anyhow, but Saturday night, I was, I was going to take it easy and try to enjoy a night off. And as as many of you, I I ended up being out, I was up past three o'clock in the morning and then was out until I don't remember what time, One thirty, two o'clock. And I don't mean like out on the town. I was, was out, those of you that saw it, at the with the SWAT team at the arm um, standoff. But check out the website, Dimitro.com. You know, I, I do have an update on the story. It's, it's not, just, it's worth reading. Does DA Suffolk County Kevin Hayden owe Rob Mack an apology? I don't know what to make of that story. They dropped charges against him. He's the Rhode Island NBA skills trainer. They made a big splash in November when they scooped him up. You, you can read it. Um, <clears throat> I've been trying to communicate with their office. They're not the most cooperative. I've been trying to get more answers out of Boston Police. They're actually less cooperative. But we, we have a lot of original stories on the website. You can read about that and a lot more at depetro.com, which is part of the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. 
you know, I was there not long ago and had, they have a delicious risotto. If you'd like risotto, I like risotto. Risotto's not easy to make. It's one of those dishes I, if I'm out, I like to order it because it's not something I would prepare. But they, um, the menu's always improving. They have a great staff. It's consistently good food. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Now, I want to just touch on what happened in Pawtucket. And I am going to follow up with, for those that missed it, you know, Saturday night, <clears throat> and this is important, that, um, and, I, and I, I'm fully aware of what's going on with the banking thing. We're going to get, there's plenty of time, folks, right? We're live until 2 o'clock, so I'm going to get to all of that. But I, I want to touch on, because Saturday night was important, and I, and I am going to reach out and speak, hopefully, with Mayor Gravian's office. Uh, but Saturday night was a good example. When many of you hear me talk about, and maybe you're listening on the radio, but uh, the Facebook people understand it. Um, but the the on-the-scene live stream. So I, I was trying to explain to someone, and someone, it was actually a, a, a follower, viewer, whatever you want to call them, um, that kind of mentioned it. And what, what people like it, what, what happened... Saturday night, I, I think, was a good example where I arrive on the scene. Now, granted, Channel 12 was there before me, but Channel 10 came after. But if you were watching the live stream we did, you, you, and, and not everyone's going to get this, but they, they would, then there's, there's no reason that, like, the media has you conditioned. You have to wait until 10 or 11 o'clock to get the news. This is instant, right? When I left the scene, they, they the people, the, the media on scene, and I'm not knocking them. There's just different styles. There's different methods. There's different goals. I live in the world of information. I spend all of my time, I traffic in information. I spend all of my time, number one, trying to get it, and number two, people trying to get information from me. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It means you cultivate. There are some people that have good information. There's some people that don't that don't have good information. But and then they and, and it's not I don't know how if I'm explaining it properly, but granted, ninety percent of the time you don't even use the stuff you have. Because then it has to be vetted out. And a lot of times it doesn't apply. But it, it's all about that's that's what it is. Right? Like when I when I was arriving Saturday night, I already knew a homicide had taken place. When I get there, I, I try to just do a quick hate, like I want to know if they know something I don't know. And if I if I'm on a scene, and many of you that were watching Saturday night, it you know, depending on who it is, I don't have a problem briefing. It was photog from channel ten, you know, and I, I know what it's like. You you go, there's no one so I say, there's the house we're talking about. It's a homicide. And But for those that watched it, we had a family member. We we established it was an older person. We established it was a homicide. I mean, that was pretty extraordinary that we then even said, you know, it was the, the grandson, 34-year-old Matthew, who was already in custody. So that night, when I left the scene, we had, and, and those of you that were watching, you knew, what had happened inside, that someone was in custody, it was an elderly individual, um, that night, 
I heard from a number of different people that said, you know, I watched, <laughs> and they kind of like dumbfounded. They're like, I, I watched the 11 o'clock news. They didn't, they didn't have anything. Like they didn't even have what they, they, and I still don't, I think people still just think, and I try to tell people, right? Like Doug White is gone. Jim Tarakani, rest in peace. I think Doug White actually passed away there. Those days are over folks. This is instant on the scene live stream. You get it right away. There are some people that say they, they don't care. Then, then that's fine. That's their habits. But I'm often taken aback because people are still like, hey, this is pretty what you like. You had the information at 10, but before 10 o'clock, I watched their 11 o'clock news. They still didn't know what had happened. Like, yeah, no kidding. And we didn't stop there. Then we were, thanks to Team One, we were then in Providence when we found out there were two people shot. I was a little thrown because it was Providence Cranston line. So I wasn't sure I was entering through Cranston, but then I was in Providence. And on, then I just started to approach the scene. And then um, the officer stopped me, which was fine. But it was a Providence police officer, which I didn't fully anticipate. But anyhow. Um, and then, I, I mean, I, I, we, if you want to see what an armed standoff and the amount of Providence police and that SWAT team, the firepower they were ready for. Um, granted... Little bit of confusion on Juan's part as to which cities sometimes have the same street names. So when you put in a, I mean, it's funny now, it's not funny at the time. Um, when you put in a street name and then the map clicks you to, oh, good, it's, you know, it's two miles away. Uh, no, it's actually not that far. It's not like it's bringing me to, you know, New Hampshire. It's, um, yeah, Eyewitness One. <laughs> I like that. Eyewitness One. I like that. We may do that. We're still playing around with the first one on the scene live stream. But if you saw the footage, I mean, that was that was pretty wild. Of um, it, it was up near LaSalle off Academy Avenue. And, um, and then I, I ended up, you know, we signed off. And then I, I ended up being, <clears throat> everybody's kind of wired, you know, so the SWAT team's there and so forth. So then everyone, and, and, and they are, they were called from wherever they were, whatever the Providence police calls them, special, it's, it's a SWAT team. I know they use a different term, but anyhow, um, I mean, I was telling someone, to me, then they're like, they are. It, it, like football players after the game in the in the locker room. I mean, they they are so wound up, and you're I'm listening and absorbing as they're telling where they, you know, they they were communicating that they had eyes on the target, and they were if if that individual in Providence, if he had exited the residence. And started like firing the weapon. I am tell they had eyes on him. He would have been dropped like that, probably one shot. But the the precision and everything that goes into it, and and what I appreciate is, um, what I appreciate is the only way they get better at that is is in real time doing it. You you can only do so many drills. 
I know I use a lot of sports references, but I think it, Eyewitness One, I like that. But I think it comes into play, right? With, and I've told the story. People would say, why is Tom Brady still in the game? The Patriots are up, whatever the, the score is, by four touchdowns. It's because there's nothing like real game time. You can only, you don't get the same adrenaline vibe. So afterwards, I, what do I do? I'm, I'm just absorbing. I actually don't talk a lot. I was listening a lot. They were called from wherever. They have to jump into action. And potentially, that guy had a high-powered rifle. And, and potentially was, and was threatening to, to use it on anyone. And certainly could have taken out some people in the neighborhood. So, and, and, and conversely, last Monday, was it last Monday night? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> we were in Cranston, where again an individual who um, had a weapon. And I, that was maybe a little bit different. The one Saturday night, he this guy was, he had already assaulted people. And he was threatening, like anyone that comes to my, I'm going to, you know, bl you know, whatever, blank blow their blanket head off. So my point is, it's it, it's pretty good. Now, I, I did, someone said, well, why did you say, because I, I do need a chance to talk with a lot of these individuals. They can't talk to me if I'm live all the time. So I'm crying out loud, this went on until like 1.30. I was finally like, listen, this is all really interesting. And I know you're all wired, right? Because they're called away from wherever, and they have to go. And you can imagine the adrenaline going when they're ready to pop somebody. If it and I, if that guy, like the guy in um, in North Providence last summer, that that nutcase, right? He had the high. He had an, uh, I think he had a, was an AR-15, whatever. He had a high-powered rifle. He was firing it up and uh, grinning into the air. But I am telling you, Saturday night, if that whoever this individual is. If he had started randomly firing, boom, that was going to be one and done. And, and I heard from several of them that they were waiting for, if, if he had made a move, they were going to. My, my point is, it's not what you're going to get on the news. And, and I hope people understand that. That is what I'm explaining to you. It's, it's, I know it comes off. There's a local TV reporter and, and kind of gives me the cold shoulder. But I know it's because, of, oh, he like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily bashing them. I'm trying to establish for you, the viewer, of what it is that Juan offers, right? So you don't have to wait late like that. It's instant. It's on the scene. Now, I did not see any of the news crews there. And, and, and granted, you know, it was late. There was a, it was a busy night of things. You had the Pawtucket homicide. Then you had the two people shot near Lang's Bowlerammer and Cranston. And then suddenly a nutcase goes into an armed standoff. So, news spot New England. <laughs> I like that. So, but I, I want people to understand that. So, but because some people, it, I, that's what, it, what, what business is. And, and make no mistake about it. I am running a business here. Um, I don't hide that. I don't. Uh, this isn't NPR, that's for sure. <clears throat> but when when a restaurant when a restaurant opens, what what is the restaurant? The restaurant is we are, right? Here's the menu. Here's what we're offering, and 
It better be different if they want to be successful than the other restaurants around them. Otherwise, why would you go? You would not, which is why you have, right? An Italian restaurant, whatever, Chinese restaurant. And sometimes you have the more general menu, like a Kuisiden or Twin Oaks, what have you. But that's what it really comes down to. And I, I believe that's why it, some people say, I don't want to wait till 11 o'clock. But I still, I am amused at the people that say, you know, I, I don't understand. I, I was watching, well, and again, I know this is going to seem mean towards Channel 6, and it's not meant that way. But I still, people like, you know, that's funny. I was watching Channel 6. I didn't see them mention it. Listen, like, what, what are we talking about, right? Do you think I'm, folks, and it has nothing to do with the I'm friendly with the people at Channel 6. It's not their fault. They're being sold. The new owner makes the old owner keep slicing. They want to get the a number of employees down. So they, they're dealing with a skeleton staff. So when we go out to these scenes, for those who've been watching, a lot of times, I, and the photographers at Channel 10 and 12, they're terrific. I mean, I, it, it's nothing like that. But I, I just wanted to explain that. And those that watched it, it was um, especially the arm standoff. You know, they got the canine. Um, the, it, it was um, when they, when everybody like, okay, everybody come out. I'm trying to think. There's, there's a scene where everybody starts like emerging. Like it's it's wild, right? Like the the guy has like the um, grass on his helmet and everything. Like they they are suddenly. If you saw the video, that that was was that thirty? That was thirty officers that suddenly emerge out of all the like. Wow, you want to talk about firepower? But when you're dealing in a situation like that, in in my my point of um, I know. Well, you know, again. The people at Channel Six—they're doing the best they can, and I, they have some—they have some good people that I see out in the field. Daniel Coates, I like. Listen, folks, it's not easy. They're doing the best they can, but um, but my my point is that I'm trying to arrive at is what 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 I like and try to show is that the police, as a result of a situation like we saw in Memphis. They're consistently depicted as like a bunch of rogue cowboys that are unprepared and just go off at a moment. And that is clearly not the case. Whether it was Cranston, that, that is, it's a paramilitary operation. They are well versed in the communication. Everyone has a role. They do the perimeter, you know, drone in the sky. It's, it's, it's to me, anyhow, it's very interesting to watch how they jump into action and 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 if you notice of late these armed standoffs they they end peacefully the individual between the negotiators it is a show of force the individuals with whether the the ones someone said there was one in Tiverton I, I wasn't going to drive all the way there but the one in um <clears throat> the one in Cranston about two weeks ago when the Providence won. They, and there was actually two in Cranston recently. But when you have a show of force, you're showing the individual there's, there's only one option here, and it is surrender. You're, you're not going to come out of this successfully. And 
Conversely, for those that may remember, it was last September, we had the armed standoff in Central Falls. That was really wild. Where then they had the robot, and then they blast the, they had a tank, a beer cat, in front of the house. Here's my, I believe what, what we're providing. I, I find it. It's more interesting than anything that is on television. It's better than Dan Pork's state of mind. <laughs> Today, uh, tonight on Dan Pork's State of Mind, will be uh, whoever the guy is from the Naval War College, you know, who's agreed to stay, the professor's agreed to stay over through the news. Or uh, we're going to have the naked fat coach, well, whoever, I don't know, whatever. But I, I'm willing to bet the arm standoffs are more interesting than anything like that. And it's, you see that it's, it's, it's not a TV show, right? It's happening in real life. I don't think it's your imagination. It does seem to be. The violence is increasing. But between, and all the flipped cars. We also have the video. That guy, how did that guy do that? He was alone and flipped his car last night in Providence at Team One. Jay, Jay Gowdy of Team One was on the scene. That's not even another vehicle involved. He just on his own flipped the vehicle. That's not even easy to do. I, th I think it's the legalization of marijuana. I do. Because whatever haze they're getting into, is they, they, their movements become, you know, wild. And that's how I think it's going that way. But I get it. Listen, some people, um, I think it's interesting. I think you can tell that. <clears throat> what I like is I cover stories that I find interesting. And then I find that there are other people that find it interesting. So someone sent me video and i i know pat ford right but th this person sent me a video saying well why weren't you there pat ford covered it you know i i, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i mean i can't even imagine it's it's not happening i i i have a good handle on on the stories we're going to cover and it it's not you know i i guess he covered it but and that's nothing against Pat. I like Pat. I respect Pat. He, he, he is far more patience than the chosen one. I can't sit through these hearings. State House. I can't stand that crowd. I think it's boring. I think it's boring. I have followed Rhode Island politics for a long time. It's, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's dull right now. It is. The State House is, it's the moderates against the progressives. The Republican Party, to me, is is a non-factor in the state. I think it is. And I don't say that in a good way. I mean, I feel bad. I think there are some things that could fix it. But, you know, were you going to cover the hearing on, on what? On a, on a committee hearing where they're all feeling so important and, and they're not accomplishing anything? And, you know, yeah, l let's for three days debate if it should be taxpayer-funded abortions. Like, what... Of all the problems, what what are they talking about? I have no idea. And I fully understand, you know, the, the element of live stream that we're doing. If you saw Friday night, you know, there's parts of that could get a little dicey. True. No question. Wouldn't be the first time Juan's been a little bit of a difficult situation. Um, but, you know, by and large, you kind of, you got to know when it's time to move on. And move along, which we did. 
Uh, but it's, I don't know, people, I'm very encouraged with the amount of people. They like it. It's raw. I still get the people. Can you ask, you know, some of those people to, yeah, I'm going to ask the Watchdale language. Yeah, I'm going to ask a gang member in Silver Lake to watch his language. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's happening in real time. We were, it was Wednesday night. We were in Silver Lake. There was a guy on an ETV and he was yelling blank you with the police. So I get a, a message complaint. Now I take all complaints serious. It's not like I dismiss them. But I'm not exactly going to roll down the window like, excuse me, sir, can you please watch your language? I'm live streaming and Mildred doesn't like the language. Like, that, I, I don't know. I'm on Pacasset Avenue. There's, there's someone on an ATV flipping off and, and swearing at the police. And you want me to kindly ask him to watch his language? It, it's it's the chosen one. It's not the delusional one. No, I mean there are certain I, there are certain things that are going to happen. Certain things that are not going to happen, and that's not happening. There's things I can control. There's things I can't control. I can't control if we're going along, and there's just sometimes it's you just hit like a slow period. That I can't control. But I, I'm not going to. If if that is a problem to you, there's nothing. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I didn't appreciate, I put it on, and I could hear the person arrested swearing. Well, that's what was happening. I know. When I watch crime dramas on television, I don't hear that language. Exactly. It's a crime drama. This is real life. Ugh. I didn't say I condone it. Right? The guy that is getting arrested that we're covering who is dropping F-bombs to the police. That's his choice to talk that way, Mildred. Harriet, well, I don't think he should use that language. I, I don't think he cares what you think. He seems to be more concerned that the police are arresting him, Harriet. I don't like the language. All right, I'll mention that to the gang members in, in Bucket West that you don't appreciate the language they're using. I also heard from an individual that didn't like... Friday night, I was... Uh, it was one on the scene live stream in Providence, and there was a family disturbance, and they were fighting, and we were filming, and a male member of the party started to, for those of you that saw it, started to yell insults at Juan. And he was granted using politically incorrect language. He was using a word that rhymes with hobo. Now, um, so I did get an email or a message, I don't remember, but a complaint from someone who is uh, lives an alternative lifestyle and didn't appreciate and, and, and here's the thing. Listen, I, I'm standing there, and there's a member that they're fighting, and the police are trying to decide if they're going to arrest anybody. And, and one of them, and they're all wound up, starts yelling slurs and various things at me. What, what am I supposed... I, 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 I wasn't using the language. I, I was the receiver of the language. I didn't appreciate that. Well, then you can drive to Manton Avenue 
and express your displeasure to the individual that was using that language. Hey, I didn't I didn't appreciate it either. Among some of the other things that were being said. I think I here's what I believe, and I'm gonna move on, but we have there's some people, they they are so um what's the right word? I don't want to say paralyzed or because they they watch they live in a very sanitized, politically correct world. That when you have someone like Juan do the live stream, and then you're hearing from people who, who don't live in that sanitized, politically correct world. It's, it's, it's like cold water on their face. They're taken aback. And... But my thing is, like, what am I supposed to do about it? I don't understand what I'm supposed to do about it. So if, if I'm filming and someone's dropping F-bombs, whether it's at the police or me or whoever, that, you know, that that's, well, I didn't appreciate hearing that language. Well, I don't know what to tell. Like I said, write a letter. Write a letter to whoever was, or whatever. Say it up with them. This isn't. CSI. This isn't a show on CBS. Granted, well, I didn't appreciate hearing that language. Well, either did I as he was making threatening gestures in my direction. <clears throat> but they have just, it's, it's, they don't know what to do because they're used to that no one, I fully agree with that. Yeah, you're right. Let's, let's, and, and this is my final point on this before I'm going to move along. You're right. No one should use that language. Hey, guess what? No one should be stabbing people. No one should be shooting people. That, the, the report is that kid allegedly stabbed and killed his grandfather Saturday night. That shouldn't be happening either. Somebody shouldn't have a high-powered weapon and rifle and be threatening to kill police. So, you know, line up with the complaint department here, Raul. All right, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, brought to you by, I, I just don't understand where they're, where they're going with it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Well, I didn't appreciate the language that young man on the ATV was using. I don't think the police liked it either. Feel free to drive to Oneyville and to track them down. Dude, I didn't like the language. Yeah, I didn't like the look of the, the pistol on his hip either. And nor the aroma of weed that is seemingly everywhere. I, if you, you've got to take a ride through Central Falls. It is, it is just a giant mushroom cloud of cannabis. Folks, this portion of the program on this Monday is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. Or in Massachusetts, 508 252-3359 for Propane Plus. Remember, you can visit their website, propaneplus.com. Whether it's residential or commercial, it's Propane Plus. Put in the zip code, you can depend, and then they'll give you service at Propane Plus. Always there for you. Heating and cooling. They're available 24-7, three generations. Folks, it's Propane Plus. In Rhode Island, call them today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. This was on Sunday. I got this email from Fred. I see what you're posting about uh, Pawtucket with the homicide. 
I'm reading the Providence Journal, and I don't see, this was yesterday, though. I don't see anything about it. Do you care to explain yourself? Do, do I care to explain myself, Fred? Do you have any idea what time the Providence Journal went to print on Saturday night for the Sunday edition? This guy is, is seeing my video from the homicide in Pawtucket where the grandfather was, sounds like, brutally stabbed to death by his grandson. And this guy's looking for the story in the Sunday printed edition of the Providence Journal. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Do I care to explain myself? Why don't you call the journal and ask them to explain themselves? Oh, my goodness. Running a complaint department here. All right. I have a number of different things. We, the Charlotte Lester story um, is probably going to be a one after dark because I need some time to explain it. I want to go through it. Before 6 o'clock, everything's going to be posted both on the Facebook page and website. But I will tell you, these are recordings. The family of the man that has been at the center of this, Mark Perkins, who has not been charged with anything. The only thing he was charged with, orange ski mask man was attacking myself and Ladybug with the lawnmower. But aside from that, he has never been charged with any type of crime. Police sat in his house for a month. He had some form of a relationship with Charlotte Lester. And we were able to obtain some recordings of his family discussing his involvement with her. No one else has it. I'm not going to disclose how we obtained them. I don't know if I'm going to say secret recordings. Maybe. But they're definitely recordings. And, and, and what we try to do is highlight, not everyone will get it, but when, whenever there is, um, and I think I can use a good example, whenever there is a crime committed, you have the show 48 Hours, and it's so crucial to watch people's actions, as we've learned with some high-profile situations, of what their first statements are, in the immediate aftermath of the crime happening. Because if they then learn what the investigators have, they can match their movements compared to that. And there's various examples of that. You just had the situation, the high profile uh, of Alec Murtaugh, who he, he did not know that his son was on Snapchat before he killed the son and the wife. So... He lied to police because he didn't know that the son had his voice on Snapchat down at the kennels, right? That's a good example of it. So it's what they initially say. And where the Charlotte Lester case and the Perkins family recordings are interesting is it shows discrepancy, discrepancies with what they think of him, the brother, Arnsky Maxman, Mark Perkins, who has not been charged in the in that case, and or his what he was saying in the immediate aftermath of that. And some of it we brought to you through eyewitnesses. Some of it goes to what he told his family members after that. <clears throat> and what it basically shows is some inconsistencies, such as a perfect example, telling his some family members, I'm not going to reveal who, 
but that she never, just as an example, she never arrived at his home on Monday night, May 16th. And we had interviewed Monica, who said he told Monica, now that's hearsay, I get it, she never showed up. She took off with some guys or whatever, I don't know, some kids. So now there's an eyewitness that on Tuesday morning, May 17th, Mark Perkins was in a store. The person was familiar with him, more than one person. They inquired about him. They knew he had a relationship with Charlotte. We've already established that the people at the liquor store knew Charlotte. The people at the liquor store knew Mark. The people at the liquor store said she came in that night and bought wine for herself and beer for him. What did that signify? She was planning on going over to visit him that night. But that Tuesday morning, when a clerk said, we're Charlotte, according to the witness, he said, she's back at my house sleeping. Now, I don't know what the explanation is, right? I, we don't know. Maybe, I, I'm not even going to speculate. But why is that significant? It's significant because he told a family member she never showed up at his house that Monday night. He told someone we interviewed, she never showed up at my house that night. So if she never showed up at his house Monday night, why would he be telling someone she's back in my house sleeping? Again, I'm not going to speculate. I don't know. But that's an inconsistency. And it certainly seems to zero in on that Monday night. I also want to remind people, it is an open case. No one has been charged. It is it, and I, it, we don't know what police have. We don't know what police have. Her truck, Charlotte Lester's truck, was found at Kent Hospital the following Monday. She was last seen Monday night, May 16th. Her truck was found there the following Monday. Who got it there? Who did the police have on video? Now... Let's just be really clear. Someone dropping off her truck does not equate or mean that that person did any harm. But it potentially could be another piece of the puzzle. Potentially. But who was driving the truck over to there? Police have not disclosed if they have that. Right? Did someone drive by the truck that night? or early Tuesday morning, and see her red truck there. Police have not disclosed that. <clears throat> Are we to believe that this individual parked the truck and then took off with some, some other people, leaving the truck there? Possible, but do police have surveillance of any other vehicle leaving from that area at that time? Again, all an unknown. As I've tried to establish, police don't do that. Why don't do they do that? Because they don't want to give someone the opportunity to backfill. And I'm going to just punctuate it with this. A perfect example. A perfect example. Police, and I'm going to use the Alec Murdoch because that's the most recent. So you never went down to the kennels that night. No. Never went there. No. You're sure. Positive. Boom. They play the snapshot of the sun. You can hear his voice, Alec Murtaugh, in the background. Are you sure you didn't go down to the kennels? 
I might have gone down. He suddenly now, what is he doing? He's trying to alter his story now that he learns the evidence. Right? Now that he learns the evidence. Did you, just total hypothetical, did you leave your house early Tuesday morning? No. You didn't leave your house early Tuesday morning? No. Why do we have you on video driving in your vehicle early Tuesday morning? Oh, that's right. I went to get coffee. Well, look at the um, Brian Walsh. Oh, I went to run some errands for my mom. No receipts. So, again, I just want to punctuate that. They don't... Um, work police have never stopped investigating that case. Never stopped investigating that case. But Warwick Police, who I respect, the family has never stopped investigating the Charlotte Lester story. It is, um, no one said it's not a complicated story. But what you're also learning is, and this also is in the recordings, is the mattress. Now, we broke the story in the mattress. The rest of the media doesn't have the story in the mattress. But the mattress is significant with the Mark Perkins, Charlotte Lester case. And the reason is, even though I said I was going to talk about it later, I'll just dump it now. The reason why the mattress is significant is uh, the way I understand it. Perkins got a new mattress October, November of 21, right in that window. He finally splurged Orange ski mask man and got himself a new mattress. After someone had been complaining that they eat a very old mattress. So we got a brand new mattress. Who knows how long he had the old one? Now, if he is to be believed, and according to his family, he claims. <clears throat> so he got a new mattress after I don't know how long. I'm not going to speculate how long someone keeps a mattress, but went and got a new mattress. And then on Sunday, May 15th of last year, he went out and got again another new mattress the day before she went missing. Now, we broke the story and established that he had a new mattress. He claims Mark Perkins. And his family claims he went out and just happened to get the new mattress that Sunday, the day before. There's another individual that claims that week that they had a conversation with him and he was inquiring about getting another new mattress. So here's all I want to point out. It's possible... All right, let me just shorten this. Is it feasible someone would purchase a new mattress twice in six months? You go 20 years without a new mattress, and suddenly, you don't buy one, you buy another one within six months. I'm not going to get into what supposedly happened to the other one, other than those of you that follow the story know Police were very actively interested trying to find his old mattress. 
So it's possible, but it's it's odd that Charlotte Lester went missing that Monday, and supposedly he supposedly he has a receipt of a mattress that he bought just happened to buy the Sunday the day before. I'm not saying it's impossible. But as the Lester family has said, if that, let's see the receipt, if that's true. So that's where, now, what is the significance of the old mattress? That's something we'll discuss later. But it is odd. You have a home where you have a, keep a hatchet in the bedroom. Everything is older, except you have a new mattress that you just happen to get the day before she went missing. All right. Now, folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and I know, I said I would talk about it tonight. I will talk about it more at length tonight. I, I plan on it unless something else happens. But, folks, this portion of our program is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Now, the good weather is coming. Next Monday is the first day of spring. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Their slogan, Dream, Build, Enjoy. What can they do for you? This company, Limitless Outdoors, they're based in Smithfield. You can call them for a free quote, 401-580-1852. What can they do for you? Well, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installation, excavation, Limitless Outdoors can update your indoor fireplace, kitchen, and more. Call today, free quote. Enjoy your, your outdoors with Limitless Outdoors. 401-580-1852. Why not? Imagine having an outdoor kitchen, an outdoor living area. You could have falcon pest spray so you have no bugs or mosquitoes. Limitless Outdoors, 401-580-1852. Now, next hour, I am going to get into it, and I'm not ignoring. This banking situation is obviously very serious. And if you've seen, uh, do, do I believe the, the Biden administration has a handle on this? No, I do not. You know, I'm also seeing right now, snow chances for Providence are looking weak. Good. Could we see more? Will, will it be a bust? It looks like rain, which is fine with me. But they're still going with this winter storm warning in effect. But this business of the, um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Eli Sherman, the Pawtucket murder over the weekend was the fifth homicide this year in Rhode Island. They have an interactive map now with where they're taking place. Two in Woonsocket, one in Pawtucket, three in Providence. But the... Um, Silicon Valley Bank customers, so they have a branch in Wellesley, Mass. And the line for people trying to withdraw their money started at 5.30 this morning. Now, if you don't think that that doesn't, nothing causes panic. Nothing causes panic like a bank run. In the line in Wellesley, the line in Wellesley looks like it, it, it looks like something out of the scene in Wonderful Life where George Bailey and Uncle Billy 
have to try to calm down the crowd. Long lines outside Silicon Valley Bank in Wellesley. So I'm going to get into it a little bit next hour, but I found this interesting. Um, last year, Silicon Valley's banks lobbying groups fought a measure, so their lobbyists fought a measure to increase bank payments into the deposit insurance fund, which is now being used to call or cover all of the Silicon Valley bank's depositors in the wake of the bank's failures. So the lobbying groups fought proposals to booster the deposit insurance. Folks, when the lobbyists are running the show, it's never good for us, the taxpayers. Whether it's at the Rhode Island State House or whether it's on Smith Hill. But in the months before the Silicon Valley bank collapse, they had lobbies. The lobbying groups fought a proposal requiring financial institution to increase payments into the deposit insurance fund that protects depositors from bank failures. So as the lawmakers and oh, we need to expand insurance and blah, blah, blah. See, this is one of the things to me that turns off regular people with politics. And for good reason, right? Those individuals, whether they're on Smith Hill in Providence or whether they're in Capitol Hill, they're supposed to be there representing you. They're there supposed to be representing me and us. But what ends up happening? They're in the pocket of the lobbyists. And the lobbyists fight that. And now you have a problem on your hands. And you have a very serious problem on your hands. And I, I like many of you, I mean, is there anyone right now that has confidence in Janet Yellen, in the Biden administration? So, I mean, these headlines, U.S. government moves to stop the financial crisis. Ticking time bomb. Biden's trying to reassure markets. Does anyone, anyone have confidence with that? Billionaire bailout debate begins. I can't stand this. I hate it. I don't like any bailout. Who are they going after now? Trump regulation rollback. That's who they're going to go after. Jim Cramer, it's easy for any of us to cause a run. You know, none of this bodes well. And it is the regular people. All right, we're going to get into this next hour. Folks, next hour is radio only. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. A full hour to go right here on the John DePietro Show. We're back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.